I'm Ethan Finn. And I'm Chase Sanchez. And welcome to The Think Tank. Today's guest is one that has been highly anticipated by a great number of people. Uh, Chase and I had the opportunity to sit down with Hayden Shepard, uh, internet personality who has garnered a following on TikTok and Instagram. A lot of people don't really know Hayden because they haven't taken the time to sit down and have a conversation with him. We got to do that today. We dove deep into some very interesting and thought-provoking topics and got to know Hayden a little bit better through the process. So without further ado, please welcome Hayden Shepard to the Think Tank Podcast. Welcome back to Think Tank Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. I'm your host, Chase. And today we got a special guest coming on the show. Uh someone who you might know from TikTok or Instagram. Uh, You may know him as Dizzy Shep, but we like to call him Hayden Shepard. So Hayden Shepard, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for coming, bro. This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, So um, as we all know here, Hayden's acquired, I would say, what, 60,000 followers across all your platform combined, would you say? Around there? Around 50-ish. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So explain to us uh, what like platforms are you on social media wise? What um, you do? I I'm a TikTok boy who has a Instagram following from knowing people or something like that. I have around 17k on TikTok, um, 36 on Instagram, and wow. I have another account with 5,000 or 6,000. I can't remember. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. So you acquired this this following from uh, your friends? Uh, no. So or my beginning definitely was TikTok. I had thirteen k, and then I kind of dropped it for a while. But I got close to three thousand followers on uh, Instagram. Then I took one of my uh, close friends, Kenzie, to homecoming, and I kind of went up from there. And then my friend Caden Conrique, he gave me his account that had thirty six k on it, and. Uh, I kind of just grew with it, not really yeah. like for it. For sure. Um, but definitely TikTok started me off and then I kind of just grew from there and I became a, I became going on Snapchat and like changing my ways of looking at social media. Who wow. would you say is like the your biggest um, person that follows you? Like the biggest person? Uh, Kenzie Ziegler, 15 million. Okay. What, what exactly... Um prompted you to enter the whole social media like realm like obviously it's a very different like world than a lot of people are familiar with which we'll talk about but um like what was sort of your like driving factor for that honestly before i even knew any of my um friends with any followers uh i really liked the idea of like tiktok Mm -hmm. i really liked how you could do stupid videos uh cringy videos anything from there and um i my first TikTok was the I'm celebrating right now. My sister's pregnant uh, during a baseball game. <laughs> it had close to 200,000 views, and I really just like I was like, damn, I really like this app. And then I kept on just posting and posting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when did you realize like, oh wait, like like this could kind of work out? You know, like like because like it might have been that even that first post where like you saw the views and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh wait, I've got like a shot at this kind of thing. It definitely was my second post. I went back to back um, over a hundred thousand views, and that's really crazy because I'm no- I normally average like five thousand to twenty thousand, which is uh-huh. really good. But 
I definitely like realized I was like, damn, you can make money off this too. And you can sell your videos and just like, it's a cool, cool brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, explain to, if for people that don't know already, like what is TikTok and like, what do you do on it? So it's a app where you can create 60 second uh, videos to 15 seconds or opposite way around. But uh, you can create anything from your style, your um, like comedian videos, your YouTube videos, uh, just anything really. It's like a, another form of Musical.ly. Just I find it way more fun and way, way better. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode with uh, with Billy Brust. Um, but there's all these TikTok stars now sort of moving over to other platforms. Yeah. Um, I guess you could sort of argue one way or the other TikTok might be losing a little bit of its popularity. Um, and, and you're seeing all these creators um, branch out to different platforms. Uh, do you see yourself sort of doing that as well? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think I will. I want to start a YouTube channel. My brother sure. just started one actually. Um, I think it's really hard for me though, because um, around where we're from, it's the Hayden Shepherd rep. And I really just don't want to get more hammered for the stuff I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Even if it's making me money or, making me happy it's just not worth like going to school and getting barked out for it so essentially you're saying you don't want to be the new jake paul no i already i would say i'm i'm controversial anyway around here like yeah. it's either it's hayden shepherd you love him or hayden shepherd you hate him there's no in between yeah me. for sure so i think yeah definitely jake paul was a good like example but i don't know i'm just nervous about like if i post something and it goes really wrong what will people think about me yeah um also keep in mind like because there's people that um that obviously not your following is everyone that's in this area so the people that live um in other states that don't know like the rep you say you have around here um what do you think that's like for them because like you said it's very different from the people that are in our area to your following that's not so i get about five dms a day from people out of state or in a different culture as ours Mm mm-hmm and I would say it's really cool and also different to see others' perspectives of me because they're like, oh, my gosh, like, you're just so funny and stuff. And, like, it just really it inspires me to go harder with the content I'm doing. Do you see okay. that as an obstacle, too, though? I mean, uh, yeah, just sort I, of purely um, from an, ob- an objective, like, outsider standpoint, mm-hmm. do you see how, like, possibly people's perceptions of you here, people that you're close to or people, you know, or even just who know you, do you see how like their perception being different than that of like strangers? Like, is, is that like tough for you to like balance or do you just sort of find yourself somewhere in the middle of that? I think I find myself mostly on the hard to balance side because for me, it's so hard to find true friends now, like from everyone's perspective. Um, I think, when I hear others' opinions of me, I don't get affected. Like, I really don't. I think it's a good idea when you get to hear others. And I think it's, uh, what is it, creative culture change? I think that's what someone's told it was. Frick, I don't know. But I think definitely when I hear people's, like, taking my name around here and saying really rude stuff, I find it to be harsh and hurting. But I really, I really just don't know i'm like in between i guess yeah um for sure what's it like though too like managing all of that like what do you how do you get through that and what's it like to 
with all of what you just said, basically. So, like, for me, I feel like it's really hard to manage true friendship. Um, I feel like when you meet people, it's not, oh, you're just Hayden Shepard. It's, oh, you're Hayden Shepard, and you know this person and this person. So it's like, it's really hard. I feel like it's not genuine sometimes. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I have dropped people in the past year just because they're, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet this person because of you or tell them to add me. And I'm like, yeah. those aren't my, they they aren't famous to me. They are my friends, my yeah. true friends. They they teach me more about myself than I would realize. Tell us tell us a little bit about, about what that sort of looks like as someone who, um, you know, you're obviously not, you know, acting in movies or anything like that, but like, yeah, what, what does it look like sort of on the inside of that, you know, for you having to see like living in both worlds kind of, you know, you, mm-hmm. you see like the regular everyday person who no one will ever know about. And then, you, you know, you also live your life online where, you know, uh, quite a few people like know who you are. So like, what is yeah. that like sort of viewing? That? I mean, it's really cool to see both sides. I would, I'm grateful that I get to see both sides truly. Sure. I think um, my perspective of it is you have to fit the culture. So once you're like, I've met people and they're, they're dead. Like their social media, they might have 500,000 followers, but they only get 27K likes. So mm-hmm. it's really just about what you're doing to keep yourself alive in that world. And it, I feel bad. I honestly do feel bad for some of those kids because – they can't go anywhere just and be a normal kid. And like, that just sucks. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. around here, like no one comes up to you and goes, can I get a picture? It's like, Oh, what's up? Dabs you up. Like your homies. Yeah, yeah. And for them, it's like, Oh, maybe I can get something from them. Like maybe I can earn what they have. Maybe I can clout chase. And that's really like crazy to me. Like that they have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. I think that whole clout chasing idea is like really grown too, like the past uh, like year, I'd say, or two. Like it's gone like huge now. Where that's what everyone's trying to do. I feel like. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with you. I get called a clout chaser a lot, and it really sucks because, like, to me, my friends are my friends, and I will be friends with them even if they didn't have clout. Maybe it definitely helped. Like me when I DM this girl named Sadie Crowell, it was like. It was, you're beautiful, uh, I'm not in you for the clout, trust me. And then I pulled, like, the Kenzie card, and I was like, like, it was it was a little bit like, oh, a flex, but it was also like, I want you to know, like, I'm a person to person, like, I don't care what you have. Do you think they yeah. get other DMs, though, too, though, like, saying the same thing, or you're like, oh, I'm not in it for the clout, and mm-hmm. all that stuff? A thousand so, percent. Yeah. I, I think the difference between mine to Sadie was she had 8,000 followers at the time, and she definitely grew. She has over two hundred thousand on Instagram and over half a million on uh, YouTube. Did you have any idea that she would get this following? Like you thought, oh, this girl could like could could blow up. I honestly knew it since I the first time we ever Facetimed. Like I could tell, like in her heart, she knew what she was doing, and she was on, she's on like a whole different level of social media. She is. I don't care what you have to say about me. You can say it. And it won't affect me, and I'm gonna live my day to day life and like be happy. And her her merch says I D A. I don't it's I don't give it a F. So yeah, yeah, it's like it's definitely her culture. And like 
I really appreciate her because she taught me don't worry about what people are saying. Like there's always going to be the people who are like, you know what, you're just in it for this reason and this reason. But truly, like you have to know in your heart what you really want. Do, do you ever think about how um, do you ever like see that as as also like sort of a um, not not a problem, but as like a um, sort of a dangerous thing? Because you could get to you mm -hmm. could get to a place where it's like. I don't even take constructive criticism to a point where it's like yeah. everything I'm doing is a hundred percent right, regardless of anything. Uh, do, so do you see I, yourself like sort of like struggling with that at all? Yeah, I, I've been there for sure. Like definitely we all have freshman and sophomore year. I was on like this level of like, you can't tell me what to do. Like I'm not going to mm -hmm. take anything you tell me. And it hurt me more than it helped me for sure. And I think you have to, you have to play the game smart. You have to play, Sure. It's like a uh, basketball game, you know. You might be down by twenty points. What are you gonna do? You're gonna play the game smarter, and you're gonna work harder. So you gotta yeah. take the, the absolutely knowledge of other people. Definitely. Would you say that that's what social media is too? Like growing wise, you gotta like predict the game and yeah, try to so ride. It's definitely writing what's hot, and the way the analytics are is very for other people. Like if you are using your friends' at and they get. So, like, perfect example is if I tag Charlie and Amelia in a video that I'm in her with, and it's, like, in her house, people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, like, he knows Charlie. Then they're going to start following me, right? Yeah. Right. So, it, it's definitely the way the analytics are. Okay. For sure. Um, um, all right. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go. You go. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> all right um hayden um what what are sort of um like some crazy like ambitions that you've thought about since you've garnered this following on social media like what are some oh. like crazy like out of this park like you're not even thinking it's possible but like it's something you really want to do like a pipe dream type of thing i really have set my goals pretty high in life like i've always For been sure. that kid like i might not get the good grades but definitely i have these goals of I want to live in uh, Los Angeles and have a real estate license, actually. Wow, okay. And um, I just want to do that plus social media, maybe. I I've always wanted to be in a movie, but it's really hard to do that right now, especially with the Rona virus <laughs> going on. For sure, um, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I want to I want to gain over uh, 50,000 on Instagram, uh, over 300,000 on uh, TikTok. TikTok's going to be a lot easier than Instagram too, so I yeah. definitely have to look at that perspective right now. I, yeah, I feel like with TikTok you can reach a lot more people. Yeah, I was but just also, say. how long um, do you think TikTok will be around? Because like like Ethan mentioned, people are a little concerned on like could it die or and like mm -hmm. how how long of a shell life it has. So definitely, I agree with you on that. It's going to die pretty soon. Actually, I think seven, eight more months it it'll be popping. But don't take my word for that. But I, if you look at the way they're transitioning to YouTube, Thriller, yeah. and all that, it's all the people who actually have talent. Like, I hate to be that person <laughs> and be like, oh, these these F-boys don't have talent. Like, you have to be good in front of a camera. And being in front of, like, a selfie camera is really easier than just talking on a camera that someone's pointing at you and asking you questions or anything from there. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's what uh, you talked on last one, how, like, they realize how different and more challenging YouTube is and other social media platforms For are sure. than just, you know, a 60 second video. 
And like, there's way more that goes into it. They're also going yeah. from one of the easiest platforms to get noticed on to one of the hardest. I would say YouTube is, at, at you know, at, at this point, it's it's one of the more difficult ones to really pop off in terms of, you know, relative popularity because there are so many people yeah. out there with hundreds of millions of subscribers. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy. YouTube's definitely one of those platforms too. Once you blow up, you are on the uprise for a long time, and true, it's. Mm-hmm. TikTok's one of those apps where it's like, what are you can't dance in a camera your whole life and make money? Like, what are exactly. you, what are you really getting? And that's if you look at the D'Amelio family, they're a perfect example. If you look, they're switching to, um, they're switching to, what is it, TV now? Their TV. Yeah, I know Dixie has her podcast, or not her podcast, <laughs> her like show kind of interview show. Addison has a podcast too with her mom. Yeah. Addison, Addison's. I think she'll be one of those people to be really careful of because she has talent and she used yes. to cheer. She probably can act pretty good. She's acting like she's dating Bryce Hall. Yeah, she's. I think she um, <laughs> is gonna be in two movies. Yeah, she's, she's in like commercials getting, all the she's time. She's getting in everything, bro. She's and she's, she's also working with the Kardashians. I, I've yeah. seen her in those Urban Outfit or American Eagle commercials on and ads on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say she's probably the TikTok that's done the most. For sure. By getting uh, her her hands in everything. And very quickly, yeah. too. I would agree with that or Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall, you might not believe it, is probably one of the most successful people on that app. Yeah. Okay. Um, explain to us the whole money thing and how you can make money from TikTok. Because we always hear it, but like really break it, break it down for us. Okay. So um, it goes off your views to your ad ratio. So... If I'm making money off a thousand view video, it could be up to five to 20 bucks. So, um, with the way the social media industry is working is bang energy is a perfect example because they sponsor probably everyone they can. So when you make a video and you're getting over a thousand or a million views a video, you're getting paid close to 25 to 50 grand a video. So, so Thomas Petro is one of those guys who he's the owner of the Hype House with Alex Warren, mm-hmm. and he gets probably close to twenty five thousand every video that he posts on TikTok. Wow! And all it takes is legit sipping a bang and saying, "Oh, I have a bang in my hands." And That's those are realistically yeah, those are sixty second videos. So you could actually end up making more on TikTok because you're doing less work, quote unquote, yeah. work for like more money. But so with my, I just got this brand called God the Father. If you want to go shop there, it's all capitals, Hayden, capital S. It's dope. It's a dope website. And shout out so, that. Yeah, shout out for real, for real. Uh, we'll link that so in the show every, notes. Every time someone purchases it and says my name on there, I get 15% off, uh, per 15% of what the company's making and they also get 15% off their clothing. So it's kind of weird because if, 20 people use my code, I'm making a lot more money than most people would think. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how many people would pay in advertisement. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a couple people, like, Instagram makes so much money off these dumb little 16-year-old F boys (laughs) who are, they'll they'll hit installations or promotes, and they'll pay, like, 50 bucks to promote their Instagram, and they'll get, like, 100,000 views, but no no one's going to follow them, maybe, like, yeah. A hundred people. It's not really worth it. Yeah, totally. I mean, and it all sort of like we talked about advertising in the last one too, you know, like where 
how how and where you market your your brand is like super big like it's huge mm-hmm. and it can also you know help you too you know like you sort of being an ambassador for this clothing brand can also help you grow as well because then the people that like what they have are now gonna yeah. go to your stuff and be like well maybe he's got something good so how do you I, do wait, sorry go ahead i fully agree with you on that and plus if they look at like it's a christian it's a christian brand right so for sure maybe like these kids who are christian and seeing the life i'm living are gonna dive deeper into god and like be like oh my gosh look at the life he's living through the way of christ mm-hmm. um i was gonna say with like advertising too but how do you like advertise your accounts though like what are you doing different you think than others that is gaining like the the following the traction that it gets so i was on a streak of, i got thirteen thousand followers in less than two months wow, and yeah. it was it was i was sticking to this content of being this kind of f boy who would sit in front of a camera, wave his hair around, look up and say, <laughs> don't know when I met you, but I met you. And it would get 20,000 views every video. And that's what, like, my my girl to guy ratios, I think it's 90% girls and 10% guys. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not even fair. Yeah, I saw <laughs> one video of, like, Griffin and how he was, it was like 95% um, girls that are subscribed yeah. to him. I was like, that is crazy. And For Griffin's sure. YouTube videos are all about working out. So it's really yeah. – it's interesting how the girls Yeah, it's weird because on, on with Bradley Martin, his is the exact opposite, and they're essentially the same workout uh, videos. Yeah. It's just, I guess, where they originated from. That's interesting, yeah, so isn't it? Yeah, TikTok definitely is more like – for guys, it's a girl following. The, the girls are more lucky than the guys are, though, for following-wise because – Girls get the guys and the girls. They get the little 12-year-old girls, and they get the 14 to 20-year-old guys who are like, damn, they're so hot. Yeah. And then you have, you have the guys who only get the girls, and then their homies will follow them, or the guys who are, like, inspiring to be like them. Yeah. And yeah. it's also, you know, I, I would I don't know the exact demographics, but I would say there's probably, like, more girls on TikTok than there are guys. Yeah. I think it's like – I think it's like a five to one ratio, girl oh, wow. to guy. Okay, yeah. So what about yeah. the age? The ages range on it. What do you think that is? So mine's thirteen to seventeen. It's like eighty percent, and then the rest are older. Okay. Um, so I would say it's definitely ten year olds to twenty year olds are like the big demographic. That'd be like the bulk of TikTok, pretty much. The yeah. Accounts. Yeah, I know a lot of college students now are hopping on the trend, and they're like, "Oh, college dorm! Like seniors will watch it now that you're getting views." Yeah. Um, here's a th- this one's pretty cool to hear the them, but um, wh- who was like the first um like big influencer to message you or like comment on a video or like it? Like, what was your reaction? To be honest, I really haven't had that. I really, I know, like, Dylan, uh, Conrique. She's from Loomis, though. Yeah, I met my brother. Met her at a party, and then they just became really close and like fun family friends fun fact she's in my fifth grade class <laughs> yeah chase chase used to have a crush on her we all know it <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah. that's, that's kind of crazy like he just met her at a party and now you guys like you're close you know yeah that's like, so weird like sadie was here this weekend and i was telling her i was like it's so effing weird that you are here like i dm'd you you blew up and you're in my house and you surprised me like yeah that's crazy that's insane Oh, so the, okay, then I guess that would be it. Because I mean, instead of coming, you actually met or with the person, so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool too. 
I think meeting someone is a bigger flex than posting an Instagram picture. Oh, for sure. Cause then, you know, it's not I, for, it's not fake. Like it's yeah, genuine. Like, I don't, I didn't, I post a lot on my social media and people will be like, Oh, it changes when someone comes into town and it's famous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's really not changing. You're just looking at it more. Like mm-hmm. my views went from, I normally get like three K views on Snapchat. Um, to it was 10,000 was my highest viewed this week. And it was a picture of me and Sadie and it was wife, wifey go to Tahoe with me. And it was really funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I think what, what about haters Hayden? Cause, cause you mentioned that you do have obviously, you know, sort of like a controversial person, I guess you could say, you know, sort I, of in real yeah. life, but like, how does that translate online? Do you, do you also see that, um, you know, on your TikTok and stuff, do you, do you have like sort of like a pretty evenly split or do you think it's like so, mostly just support? I don't know, but I've never really gotten hate on social media besides That's the good. kids who are local and they were, they were these Granite Bay effing, <laughs> uh, boys. And I really, I really enjoyed them commenting though, because my friends who all had blue check marks came after them and, uh, the hood gram was like coming after them too. And it was like super sick because you get to see my friends who are loyal to me. Sure. Just, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's so crazy. Uh, do you think that kind of changes the game though too? Where they're like, Oh, like this guy's got some bigger friends and they're coming after me. Like, should I kind of shut this thing down? Do you think that kind of changes it? Well, mm. rather than it just be like some other friends who, who weren't um, influencers. Yeah, so definitely, I think once you see, like, someone who has a bigger following supporting someone else, it's like, okay, if they post something, it's like, oh, don't bully. It's like, that's super, like, they're going to come straight after you. And uh-huh. it was actually on that Instagram post. Caden posted something on his uh, on his Instagram story. And it was like, go support him. He's getting hated on. And these little, like, 13-year-old girls were just coming after these kids who tried to, like, come after me. And it's funny because yeah. I'll, I'll see those guys at parties and I'll – uh, they'll be sloshed out of their mind and I'm sober and I just laugh at them and I'm like, aren't you the kid who talk, talk that age? But now you're just, oh, I can't do anything. I'm too drunk. Like, uh, I, do some of them try to like be fake though, you think, and like dab you up and act like they never happened to? Because that has to happen, I would assume. I would say with the girls mostly. A lot mm-hmm. of girls do that. They'll, they'll, okay. there's, there's a lot of girls who will be like complete kind of to me. And then they'll see, oh, this person's in town. Maybe I should be like, oh, we should hang out, grab some food sometime. And I'm just like, nah, you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hayden, I, I wanted to get back to that point about, um, you know, just sort of like people who would, you know, talk crap to you or whatever on your TikTok. And then you see them in real life and they're really actually, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of low lives. You know, does that yeah. sort of like give you, um, I don't know, not necessarily hope, but like, does that like sort of just like make you feel good? It's like the people that are, really hating on me are really not all that i guess you could yeah say I, I totally i totally agree because with a lot of those kids i look at them and i'm like why are you like talking about me like i'm some ugly like kid that your girlfriend doesn't want like yeah. that's completely that's like my thought i'm like are you really that are you really that mad about like me like just doing what i'm doing and having the people that i know in my life mm-hmm Right. No, I, I agree. And, and I, and I think, um, a lot of times and this will happen with like super big, like public figures too, is, is people will, the hate is often sometimes more amplified than the love. 
And so yeah. when you see like one comment or something, then, you know, yeah, you're going to notice that thing more is like, than... oh, it's like, oh, everyone is hating on this person. But in yeah. reality, it, it's really not like that. And I think sort of when you get to know someone, it, 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 it sort of like opens up more of a optimistic look on them because you can, you can make fun of an online person all you want. You can make fun of someone making a 60 second video, but do you really know them? And, and so yeah, I think, that's like, yeah, that's, that's what exactly I say to people. I'm like, they know this person named Hayden Shepard that they see on social media, like get to know me and you'll know the deepest stuff. And I really hope today, like in this podcast, we could dive deep into like the, the stuff I've gone through, like into that, because I feel like better when you hear vacation online than offline, like, yeah, I feel like mm. you can't judge a book off its cover for sure. And it's, one of those things it's hard for me too because like people come up to me and they'll be like oh what i've heard is you're an a-hole and i'm like dude get to know me like one v one like let's have a talk please like i want to i want to have your vote what do you think is behind all that though like what what is it that causes them to hate because like you said they don't like they don't know you um because i don't really care like whenever they're talking it's just like another story like i hear i hear them talking i'm like okay don't give them a response they keep on talking i'm like i'm gonna give them the response they want and i do it i get screwed over and it definitely affected me and the reputation i have from sophomore and freshman year so you think uh, before um sorry chase but uh you think sort of like before this um you would you would say you were a lot less like controlled like you would lash out more to respond yeah 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 yeah. I, i would I was really quick to respond. Once mm. someone said something to me, I would respond really quick. But now I have to look at it from a different angle. I have to for sure put in perspective of like, what can I lose now? Definitely. And I think Do it's you... even just more than that. Or <laughs> Sorry, Chase. Um, but like, I, it's, it's, it's also just sort of a sign of maturity, you know, like not even for people who are online or whatever, like just everyone sort of has to learn to do that in life. It's just to just let it go, you know? Yeah. People don't, don't know what they're talking about most of the time for sure okay two-part question uh do you strive to be the same person um that you are like to, online like and vice versa do you try to be the same person both online and with uh like friends family and stuff so i definitely have two characters in my story i would say on social media i'm this f boy and it's what I have to do to like get social media done. But I feel like in person, I really am like one of those guys that I'm really soft and I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like soulful. Mm. And so like these people that you meet, these influencers, would you say like, you're like, Oh, these are, these people are exactly how I imagined them like based off their social media or are they completely different? Completely. I don't think completely different, but I think a lot of it's different. So it's like, like it's like you. Yeah. So like, I would say the first person that I met that's like really like the same on camera and off camera was Sadie, um, maybe Cade and Dylan too, but it's really hard for them because they have to be so pure and like innocent in some way. Yeah. So you would say it's for the, the better, like they it was better than what you thought. Or like it, like I'm basically I'm saying like were they yeah, just like was, annoying and like mean to you? Yeah, I would say it was way better. It was more personable. It didn't feel like they had an ego on them sometimes. And it was really the thing that really changed my perspective of like the whole like LA culture is them saying 
we don't really care to be famous. We would rather live at home and mm. have hometown friends. But you're losing so much when you do that, like the money and the ads and everything from that. So would you say that in, for like people out there who would hear this and would think, wow, so basically you're admit, not, I'm not saying you're saying this, but people might be thinking like, oh, so you're just admitting that money is more valuable than, than real life relationships. But um, I, I don't think it's that so much. Whereas I think it's just, you sort of, you sort of, no, no one really like knows that they're going to end up like this, you know? And so I think when, when people do end up, um, you know, with huge followings on, on social media or wherever, um, it, it's hard to turn back. Is that sort of what you're saying? Is it's like, you can't just stop. Um, even if you want to, like you, you there's yeah. no room for that at all. I, I think there's room for it, but it's really hard because, um, it's either you're one foot in or you're one foot out. Mm. For sure. So you're basically stuck is what you're saying. I mean, that's it. This is it. This is your life now. Yeah. I no, I don't, sure. I don't think life, but I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's your reputation. Mm, okay. What do you mean by that? Would you, what, would you do anything different if you could like re yeah, yeah. like live it? Like, would you change anything or not? So uh, I've always, I've always, I've always said this, but I think it's God's purpose for me was last year I had the biggest change in friend groups because I realized people didn't like me for me. It was the people I knew. And it was like the hardest thing ever for me because when you think someone's really genuine and they just rip you out and they just kind of chew you up and they still talk ish behind your back, it's like, are you seriously? Yeah. Like, like I helped you so much. Like, mm-hmm. you still owe me money for food. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing. I mean, that's got to gotta hurt pretty bad, you know. I mean, you're, you're yeah. with these people who you thought, you know, were there for you. And then when they're mm-hmm. not, it just turns out to be fake. And do you find that hard often just because of who you are? Like just dis- like being it, able to discern between the fake ones and the real ones. Yeah. I, I found it harder to have more like, like relationships with like girls, to be honest, like some girls, like I'll see who they're following. And it's like all the friends that I have or with the guys that I'm friends with, they'll be like, Oh my gosh, tell her. I think she's so hot. Tell her to hook me up with her. And I'm just like, are you serious, bro? Like, yeah. What are you doing? And for the, like the first time in like all like since sophomore year, I had a relationship and it was she didn't follow any of my friends. She only knew one of them, only got to talk to one of them and mm. she didn't care about it. And it was super nice. But you, you never realize what her friends are talking to her about. Like she went Definitely. public when we started dating and she was private. So like mm. I found I found that to be really breaking to me. Like she gained 200 followers off me like thank thank me for what you have like that's what it's funny like you don't you don't see it from the outside's perspective but when you really look into it it's like why did you go public was it because of me yeah how do you yeah how do you figure out though like who's just in it for the followers you don't you can't and that's what sucks uh, so it's it's all based on your own discernment at that point yeah it's like i really i'm really kind of good at like seeing through friendships now i really I, I used to not forgive and forget, and it's one of those things now like, that I learned because a lot of people will be, like, talking like they just want your clout, but maybe it'll be, like, the most genuine person you'll ever meet. Sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I, I think, like, when you look at other people who are, who are, like, who you've met who are, like, in the same p- position as you, like, say, Sadie or 
or yeah, any of them. Um, I mean, they're do, more... they, do they feel the same way? Like, do they feel the same way about people where they live? Like they're all just kind of fake. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know for Sadie. I think she's one of those girls who doesn't care about her clout, but uh-huh. definitely like in LA, you'll see people use your friends for what they have too. And it's not just here, but it's mostly like what I've seen is around here. Mm. I, yeah. And that, that could just play into the whole idea of, you know, where we live is not, you know, there, there's not this huge influence. And so when there is someone who, who has that influence, it's, it's like a bigger deal than yeah, say plus like, LA or something. I I've been to yogurt with my friend Cammie and her mom one time. And this girl stopped me and she's like, Oh my gosh, you know, Kenzie, can you tell her I say hi? And it's like, can you tell me, like, tell me you say hi first before yeah. you say, oh, tell this person to say hi. That's huge. And like this this weekend, a lot of girls were Snapchatting me like, oh, can you have Sadie say hi, happy birthday or anything for us? And I'm just like, why don't you just DM her? Just like the rest, DM right. her, don't hit me up. Just because yeah. you know me, just because you know my access doesn't mean you have a right to do that. That's sure. honestly got to be pretty frustrating too because it's almost like, it's the same as, um, let's say your older brother is like huge, and then everyone that you see just comes and asks and says, "Yo, like, where's your older brother?" Kind of thing, you know? Yeah, uh, it's definitely one of those things that is frustrating, but you learn to adapt. And I've, I'm grateful that I do have my friends, and I don't look at them the way other people look at them. It's just my mm-hmm. friends are my friends. I I uh, I remember last year when when uh, when Mackenzie came out for our homecoming. And just everybody, like even people at Rockland who were like coming to the game, it's just like yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, if you if you know Kenzie, like tell her like I said hi or like can I get a picture and all this stuff." And I'm just yeah. like looking through all these stories and I'm like, "This is insane! Like this is crazy! Like she's not gonna remember you in ten seconds, and you're not probably gonna remember it because all you want is a picture. Like you don't want to get yeah, to know her." All the people that showed up, dude, that like the game, like you said. The there was over boat, it was crazy. There, yep. There was over a thousand people on the Del Oro side. Jeez. There was yeah. easily over a thousand. Yeah, Hayden knows. I already sat behind him and I didn't even know that Dylan and Kenzie were there. No. Um, I had no clue. And then I like I asked him, like at one point, I'm like, dude, like wh- what are all these kids doing here? And then Hayden just like eventually I figured out that like they were just chilling with Hayden. Yeah. yeah, I was like, just like, I was like amazed. I'm like, how Dude, many people? Scariest stuff of my life was that night because there was little like kids coming around us and I was just like pushing, pushing, pushing off. Yeah. And my brother was in the middle of a football game and I'm like some skinny 130 dude who like can't really fight. And <laughs> I was just like, dude, if someone comes up and like harasses them, it's oh, going right. to be a problem. Like that Definitely. was my main issue. Because right. the office, the office before she came said to me, they said, if anything happens, it's on you, basically. Right. Yeah. That's because so that's I was a just huge like, liability. I mean, yeah. just like, oh, she was at I, Del Oro High School, and now I rem- the name is attached to a huge incident. That'd be horrible. I remember, like, this girl that I had a fling with freshman year and sophomore year, like, off and on. She was in our cardio health class, Chase. And she, like, <laughs> she, like, took a picture with Kenzie seven times. Wow. Seven times. Yeah, and then yeah, I know you're talking about. There, there's this kid who posted her on his homecoming picture, it wasn't his group first. It was a picture of him and Dylan and Kenzie. And it was like, are you stupid, bro? Like, yeah. that's not your date. Post your date on your freaking Instagram. It's uh, it's, cloud, it's cloud chasing, but it's not, yeah. you know? It's like, it's people that are just, I mean, it's one thing to want to 
take a picture with someone you look up to or whatever, but that's like a whole new level of just using other people to get what you want. I mean, that's horrible. It was scary. That's going to be frustrating though too, because like, like you're saying, these people were at your party, bro. And then like, do you, are you, do you start to think like, wait, are these even friends too? Yeah. I definitely like changed the way I looked at shit too, because like if I didn't know what happened between that kid and like, what he posted, I would have thought he was just another one of my homies. And like, I talked to him after it. I was like, why did you do that? And he's like, Oh, it was just a cool picture. And I was like, you kind of seem like a clout chaser. And he's like, that's not me. That's you. And I was like, dude, like if you want a problem, like we can solve it. But like, I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, also I wanted to ask you, um, cause like I said, I was, I was this, um, the seat, like the row right behind you. Yeah. And, um, because I remember at one point you turned and asked, like, yo, um, we're going to, like, you're going to go get something. Or, like, I think it was, um, you're going to go down to get, like, uh, I think it was food. Yeah. Or something. And then, like, see my spot. And then you guys, like, completely dipped out of there, like, with no one even, like, noticing. Like, yeah, it was smooth. It was smooth. That, like, <laughs> what? How'd you do that, bro? I was like, wow. Like, he really just, like, you guys so- slid out of there. So what I set up before the game even started is I didn't I knew it was gonna be crazy. Like there was girls from Wood Creek coming, there was girls from Granite Bay, there was girls all over because dance moms were mostly. But yeah. I set up this I set up this path where I just look straight down and I was like, if this row of seniors is right below me and I have three rows to go, I'm just gonna say excuse me and go straight through and I'm gonna get on the track and walk all the way around. Yeah. For sure. So you like had this all planned out in case something like what eventually did happen would happen. Well, yeah, it wasn't even. I wanted the the thing that pissed me off the most was I wanted them to have a normal homecoming. Like that was sure. the whole goal of my night. Was right. it wasn't to have like the best day of my life. Like, oh look at me, I got this. It was like, it was like, dude, just let them be normal. Like I even sent it out to people that I found out were going just because she was there. I was like, let her be normal. They didn't care though. Did you? Yeah, well, um, did you like make it public that they were coming? I don't no, remember exactly. I, ca- I kept it a secret. I kept it a really good secret, but my brother decided to tell this kid named Ethan. Mm. I'm calling him out. You Not, guys can put that in there. Don't put the last name. Don't put name, that really. in there. Don't put, don't put the last name. <laughs> I, I, I won't say the last name, but he, he started telling people, and then I just got all the way around. I walked into math class like a week before Kenzie was coming, and, dude, I can't believe we're taking Kenzie. And I was like, dude, how did people find out? And I went straight to Logan. I was like, you're an idiot. And the other girl who's friends with Dylan was like on my ass, and I was dude, like, "Are you serious? It wasn't me." Yeah. All right. Let Let's settle the um, the rumor here. I want to hear it right from you. Did you pay for Kenzie to to come? Dude, I paid her so much money. It was like twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> no, I didn't pay her anything. It was actually supposed to be a surprise to me that she was even coming. Okay. But my brother found out that I was going to ask this girl, and he was like, dude, Kenzie's coming. And I was like, sick. He was like, okay, all right. Let me, let me think about that, yes. Because like, <laughs> um, I, I heard that um, after. I was like, I was like, there's no way. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, if I paid her, I mean, I would own up to that. But definitely just had her come, became really close with her, did some fun stuff that night, and went to parties showed her around Loomis and just a cool person. That's good to hear. Yeah. So I, I think really the whole lesson here is like, you know, these people like they just want to live normal lives, you know, and like it it's 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 more of a um it it tells more about 
the the people who are you know fake and just using you for for whatever mm -hmm. it says more about them than it does about you and yeah. i think when it, going back to like the whole haters stuff you know if people are going to hate before like even getting to know you then they're not really worth your time you know? yeah i absolutely agree for sure uh hayden so how about your brother because i think a lot of people a lot of people know you but they they knew your brother first is that correct yeah yeah so um he has a bigger he's bigger on tiktok and he's definitely more known around del loro as the school we go to for sure so um a lot of people i just want you to set the record straight actually um a lot of people think that you use him a lot just for like yeah clout and just to, just to get um support or whatever um mm. what do you have to say to those people because i think a lot of people would like to know honest honestly my brother's my brother it's my family no matter what you love your family even if they have clout no clout no money money anything from that so for that i would just say my family like yeah i like sometimes i'll be like logan repost this like have like people look at it but it's like no i really don't do that like it's mostly like a brother brother thing where we just talk everything out and we're like i'm not really close with him but definitely like he's gotten me through some of the darkest patches of my life mm. want to um like elaborate on on some on some of that stuff like like how how has your brother like really been there for you? So my brother got diagnosed with diabetes when I was in eighth grade going um, like it was only like four months left of high school. But I really struggled with the fact of like God putting it on him and not me. So yeah. when I saw him starting to be happier and getting out of this like the like kind of it seemed like depression because Logan's one of those kids. If you met him, it's just one of those happy kids and just like grateful for every moment. And um definitely i like i saw him get happy and i was like if he can do it i can do it like if, if he's thriving i'm thriving like we need right. to be there for each other so it's definitely one of those things it's a brother love hate relationship but you get you get on the same level as him yeah at the end of the day you are brothers too and i'm sure that was hard to see mm -hmm. him have to go have to go through that yeah was i mean that... i was was that something that you sort of like got closer to him from like with without that do you think you might be in a different place I mean, now. It's yeah. I mean, you, instead of, I, I was kind of a doofus to him. I was kind of always bullying him. Mm. And when I saw him sick, it wasn't, Oh, I don't, I need to make fun of him for being skinny. Now it was, I need to be there for him and like, be grateful that he's still like here. And like, it's not something worse. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, that's tough, you know? Um, but yeah. yeah, everything sort of like shapes us into who we are today, you know, without, yeah. without certain things, like without really anything that's happened to us, we wouldn't be in this position that we're at. Um, mm -hmm. And so would you say that your brother I mean, is probably one of the most influential people for you? I mean, honestly, I think every one of my family is really important. I know last year, sophomore year, my mom got diagnosed with cancer and I, I had a hard time with that. And it was sure it was one of the roughest things in my life because I gave up on those stuff. And I was like, I need to be mm. more worried about this and that than anything else. And my grandpa had cancer and he's one of my best friends and you don't see what it's doing to someone until like you get really close with them. Like of course, yeah. for me, like cancer hits really hard home and same with diabetes. Like when I hear someone making fun of someone with diabetes, it's not, Oh, let's join along. It's I'm going to beat your ass. You keep on talking. Yeah, of course. Um, for sure.
Yeah, you definitely don't realize how much, um, how valuable these people are until something yeah. like that happens. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty eye opening, you know. It's like, yeah, because you know, like we like we were talking about, like you may not be at like such a close place with your brother if it wasn't yeah. for that. You know, that probably I bonded mean, you a little bit. And also, when you look at it from the outside perspective, it's how does that family go through that and still be the family they are? Mm, for sure. Like, I, I will go through my battles and I might be really quiet about them, but deep down inside, every one of my family knows what I'm going through. They are, we are that close. Like, yeah, I could probably tell my parents right now anything and they would just be like, okay, you're an idiot, but let's help you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's always good to have, though, too, to know that you can um, bring anything up and they'll have they, – they truly have your back at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's how families, like, should be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's crazy, too, because when you have that family rep, like, my dad played for the Colorado Rockies, and it's, oh, Hayden must be the stud baseball player now. And it's, no, it's like, I'm, I'm a different human. I'm a different body than my dad. How does that feel? Um, sort of like – Yeah. Yeah. And, having to, like – not, not. I'm not saying that you do or, or you don't, but um, like maybe feeling like you have to live up to those expectations. Yeah, has that ever been yeah, a burden yeah. on you? Honestly, it's one of the hardest things that I've ever like gone through because mm. when someone's like comparing you to this other person, it's like grades. Like I hate when teachers are showing off these grades. It's like school, school and baseball and life are completely separate. So when I hear people are like oh he's he's good because his dad i'm like okay then i'm bad like like i can't mm-hmm. be my dad i can't right. be how my dad was and it's definitely hard like hearing that but you get used to it because you're in the society of the world of school where it's like oh you don't have an a i have an a you must suck like your brother's a good student why aren't you a good student it's like yeah well i'm not my brother i don't have his brain yeah for sure so that sort of like it was back into what we were talking about earlier with the whole like haters thing like do you think do you think these are are these a lot of the same people who are just like basically trying to find something to? I mean, to... it's everyone. If if we look at the society we live in, it's so sick. Mm. It is. It's if I could put money on it, it's seventy five percent of the males culture who don't talk about what they're going through ended up suicidal because suicide is now one of those big things. Because hundred percent on social media, if you're a guy, you live this brilliant life of money girls doing dumb stuff parties but what yeah really what's really going through your head yeah um i know because of quarantine i just saw that like suicide rates are up 200 percent it's it's so sickening because i mean i've battled really hard probably with depression like this year was my hardest i went through that breakup that we all know about and it was so hard because you feel alone and it's not, it's easy for girls to say, Oh, I have, I, I'm depressed. Like feel bad for me. Like, I'm mm. not saying it's like one of those things that's bad, but I'm definitely saying like, as a guy, it's so hard to speak your truth. For it's sure. now saying, Oh, you're depressed. You're like, Oh, you're just not a man. You cry. You're not a man. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's tough. I mean, I, I think there's, there's this, um, yeah, very, very negative perception. You know, guys don't really, they're not really supposed to, um, 
you know, share when and even girls too, you know, it's a sort of like the whole depression, like suicidal thing is a very negative thing that people don't really want to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's a touchy subject and it's very personal and it's something that I think a lot of people would just rather shrug off, but it's so important. Um, and, and I think that it is definitely, uh, probably the vast majority of, of, of guys that, that don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, depression can go into so many things like addiction too. Like definitely it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Like I think vaping is one of those things in the culture that's so, so bad. And like, I've been addicted to it. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm really off of it now, but it's so, it's one of those things where everyone can do it. Everyone can have it. So a lot of kids will be like, Oh, it's for my depression. It's for my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Or do you really have that problem? Or are you just saying that so you can use it as an excuse? Same thing with right. the weed. I hate when people are like, I smoke cause my family's sick. If I, if I did that, I would be smoking by the age I was nine. Yeah. yeah. I, I think people, um, not even necessarily intentionally, but just, they sort of look to these different things that are obviously very negative things, but they look to that as like an outlet cause they don't know how to cope yeah. with it. Um, but what, what is, what's really bad is when, is when people try to help and, and reach out and then that's sort of, uh, they're, they're pushed away because yeah, so, the, the victim is, is just so entranced in this, um, very dark place. I totally like agree with you because I, I've had multiple occasions where my friends tell me what's going on and I'm just there for them. And I try my best, but I sometimes can't do that. Sure. And recently with this girl, it was the hardest thing in my life because I found out all this sad stuff and I was trying to be this best, the best guy I could. Because mm -hmm. if I failed her, it was failing so many, much more than just her. It was failing being the guy that I should be. It's failing being, being the first dude to treat her good. That's what I always said. I was like, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy that she talks about everyone. Because I didn't realize what I was going through with depression. It was, oh, I worry about her more than myself. And I feel like that's a problem in society is because we're worried about others' opinions more than your own and your own heart. Yeah, sure. that's very true. And then that that's a whole thing with just relationships as a whole is like is like people people need to make sure they're in a good place before they can try and love someone else, you know? Because if you don't love yourself, you're not gonna be able to love someone else. Yeah, and I I think it's really one of those things where it's like, are you really in love with the person now? Or are you just, oh, I like the social media post. I like the way I look on camera. Mm, like that's yeah. that's one of those things we have to realize. Yeah, they And I I, I don't know what it is, but nowadays cheating's way bigger than it used to be. Oh, because it I think in in society today, um sex and, and that sort of stuff is just sort of cat it's it's treated as very casual and normal and so people just feel yeah. like it's fine you know and that there isn't yeah in addition to moral but also just to relational like ramifications to that like that destroys I mean, people i think sex is one of those killers now like i don't even care for it like i look at it i'm just like i would rather have love loyal sure. i would rather have love but I, now it's definitely like after the whole like cheating stuff, it's like out of loyalty than love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but um, don't you, you think those two go hand in hand? Like, if, I mean, if you love someone, no, 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 not at all. No, 
Let me just tell you, uh, you, you can you can love someone and still f them over. So, but, so you would say that someone can love their husband or their wife and still cheat on them. How many times have you heard it? I Loyalty. Mean, I would say that if if you're willing to cheat on your significant other, you don't really love them enough. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's what I'm seeing. That's what I mean. Loyalty is one of those things where you you don't like talk crap about them. You don't say anything. But if you love someone, I mean, I've loved someone. It was my brother, but I like not my actual brother, but it was like one of those yeah, yeah. boys that I called my boy. And and I've talked I, I said I loved you. I'm I mean I meant it. Like I would die for the kid, but it's still I'm I wasn't loyal. I I didn't treat him that loyal. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I think but that's a little you, different though. Like Yeah, why well and also why would you die for someone that like you're not loyal to? So so let's put this in so I'm gonna make up fake names. Let's say Okay. <laughs> um Ethan. Oh nice. Okay. Yeah, Ethan. <laughs> Ethan and Rebecca are are just hanging out with the me and I'm dating Rebecca and Ethan is my boy but me and Rebecca break up and he hooks up with her but he says he loves me he says I'm his brother is that loyalty no or we're at a lake and he's like I you tell him all this stuff about how you like this girl and let's say her name's Juice I don't know <laughs> <laughs> and he makes out with he, he makes out with juice is okay. that and he still says he loves you but yeah like what if world makes out with juice <laughs> um i mean i think that's different though because these are like comparing um like sort of intimate relationships with like friendship type relationships i think when you I say mean, any, you love any someone, relationship but no, I think it depends because the love is different. Like I don't love you like I would love like a girlfriend or a wife. You know, it's different. No, love. but it, it, you have to love someone to learn how to love. Mm. That, that's pretty deep. That's... But, but it's again, it's different love. Like I'm not going to learn how to love my wife because of the friendship love that we have. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand that. But I think a lot of it is loyalty over love nowadays. This kid named Caden Bishop said this to me. He said, <laughs> he's, he said the best thing I've ever heard. Best thing is. Shout out Caden Bishop. For real, for real. <laughs> he said to me, he said, it does not matter how much you love me, how much you trust me. It's what you're doing behind my back. Because you can say I love you all the time and straight up lie to my face. Yeah. Well, well then, so then that I'll, goes back to my original point. Like, did you really love them? If you're willing to yeah, do that. Yeah, I think that, it's more of what you say. Yeah. Because if it's I mean, actual love, I can't see you going behind someone's back. But just because you say it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's super hard, though, in this culture to find loyalty and love. Yes. That's – then, yeah. Yeah, that's, okay. I would say that's fair. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it people – because you live – like, the whole society just sort of um, capitalizes on this idea of – you know, love and loyalty don't really matter as much as they used to in more traditional cultures, you know? So in, in 2020, like you go to LA, it's, it's not, it's not like the majority of people are married with kids, you know, and living happily together for 50 years. It's not like, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I I agree. I mean, you see a lot more cheating scandals in LA than you do anywhere else because you're around these 
20-year-old women, 20-year-old guys who are more attractive than your significant other. So it's really it's, it's really hard to deal with, I feel like, for them. Mm. I agree. I feel um, like mo- money drives a lot of things down there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, everything is bought yeah. and paid for. I agree. Chase, what were you saying? I was... I remind you of two things, like quick little question with that whole LA. I remember you telling me, I think it was either in a freshman year or sophomore year that you were trying to like move there for yeah. like a while. I want to so, move there and I want to, I, when I'm older maybe, but definitely I want to move out there and kind of have a house with my boys. Like, like I was talking to my brother about this and Sadie, I was like, what if, what if we moved out? We had a six bedroom house, like it's a lot of money, but you get sponsorships for it. You get whatever Logan edits. I'm the F boy. Caden's in there. My boy, Hayden Summerall rush. And then like a couple other people. And like, you can do so much with those people. And then from there, I want to get, I really am persistent on getting my real estate license. I really want to do it. So do you see that career being more like mainstream for you than, than your TikTok, like would you say that sort of your online yeah, presence will just sort I, of I would definitely say out? that. Okay, mm-hmm. I would say it's like also in the culture of LA, if someone's moving houses and they know real estate agent, right? Like someone's pretty. If someone has four million dollars to spend and you're a real estate agent, that's a big check. So mm, yeah, it's definitely like a up having those friends and going to LA for that. Yeah, um, what do you think about like? So your, your your goal is to live in LA, right? Like full time as I mean, adult. I think I think my goal is to end up having a house in LA and also okay. having a house somewhere that I can go and breathe and get the stress off. And you don't have to pay, you know, fifty percent tax. Um <laughs> I, I feel like we've seen this more and more common too. Um, where just exactly how you explained how a group of people We'll move into uh, like a big a house and all kind of collab and make videos together. Would you say that's because it's all about riding the wave? Would you say that is like another kind of trend that's happening or like um, strategy? So it's a strategy. Yeah, it's definitely a strategy. It's it's one thing where if I have six hundred thousand followers and this girl has two million, I can gain a hundred thousand off her and become really close with her and make videos with her. And like, it's also like having a bunch of friends that are like there for you. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that's like sort of risky though? Cause like, even if you're like super close with people, like you don't live with them right now. So do you think that would change if you had to live with them 24 seven? Like, you know, I how mean, you like love someone, but then it's like, you got to spend every day with them and it's like, uh, I kind of need a break. Yeah. I mean, I think the difference is, is my friends are definitely not just my friends. Like I've slept over at their houses for multiple days and I didn't get sick of them. Mm. Even though it was a couple of days, you still get to sleep sure, in the yeah. same bed. You get to have breakfast with the kid. You have to wake up and look ugly in front of them. Like you mm. have to be that. For sure. That's good. That's good. Who would you say are some like big people? Well, I guess you don't have to name anyone, but, uh, because obviously you want those kind of people that you know have always been there for you to be um, like at this house, you could say. How are you going to pick? I mean, you already listed off a few people, but how do you? How are you going to know you have the right group for it? 
Um, I get into know them for sure. You can't just throw them in a house, which you can, but it's like, are you really that dumb to do it? Like, if I moved in with Caden, he would probably choose like four other homies, and like I would believe yeah. his word. It would probably be Seb, who's in the For the Boys, uh, Rush, Caden, Hayden, Summerall, me, my brother. Like that, that would be a dream house right there. Like that would be wet. So, yeah. I mean, do you see yourself sort of making like this, uh, like Chase was talking about, like make this house like an influencer type house where you get to collab with like other, you know, I would consider people. it a brother house. Okay. So you're not really looking to do, you know, all the YouTube and all the, I mean, of course stuff. I like, I think it would be sick and like super cool, but I don't think, that would be a priority of mine. Mm, okay. For sure. All right. So, uh, Hayden, how do you like balance your, um, online presence and, and sort of everything over there with, with school? How does that like work in your life? Um, I mean, it really doesn't change like school, school, but I mean, on the school topic, I mean, I think school is one of those things that it's really hard to like go to and like do like, like cringy tiktoks that i do because like you worry about like someone seeing them and you're like oh that was a bad video and it was about you like like, (laughs) straight up like i made a couple of videos and i'm just like straight coming after someone and they're just like it it was about me and i was like yeah it was like straight up i felt so bad though because you see them like just kind of piss on you for that and then I mean, school is just another different thing. Like, I don't really believe in the school system. <laughs> I, think, not? I think grades are BS. And I think all it's teaching you is how to be accepted into society like, that way. And for me, I think if I'm going to be in society, my own person, my own nature, I want to be my own breed. I think grades are stupid. I think they're just snagging to a new level of low. Like, if you have bad grades, you're an idiot and you're not going to have any future. Like, I could promise you I'm going to have a better future than every kid that I've ever met. Like, I'm that's my that's what I'm going to do. Like, well, here's, pursuing- here's the thing, too, is that I feel like that happens when you truly believe it. Because, like you said, you truly believe you'll be more successful. So yeah. your perspective, I would say, is a little bit different than other people that would say grades are stupid. Because y- your, like, mentality is, um, like, I don't need that a because i'm still going to be successful with like with or without a thousand percent percent. schools they just put so much stock into like you have to get good grades and and all this stuff and it's like it's like i mean it's one thing to like want to try i guess in school but but to to put your entire career on on one grade is insane and i know so many people that like the complete opposite of you they every class they take is like an ap or an honors class they're so yeah. focused on getting all a's so that they can go to this one college so that they can do the same thing again for four to six years of get all a's and then so, it's, you get out in the real world and it's like how much more ahead are you really like how much more ahead of me did you really get I mean, yeah exactly look look at the perspective that i come from i have more real world life skills than most kids i might have not gone through death and everything like some other people but I can tell you how it feels to be broken. I can tell you how it feels to make money. I can tell you how it feels to deal with the the fact of depression, anxiety, and social like 
suicide counter. Like I feel like more kids nowadays are more worried about, oh, mommy and daddy want me to have good grades so I can get this and that from them. Mm, I agree. Like I think I think I could tell you last year me and my friend kind of got in trouble because in leadership this lady came in and it was like, how empathetical are you for the people? And it, they, she put money in the question. Mm. And she was like, do you think it's fair when homeless people ask you for money and you say no? And I say, yes, I think it's completely fair. I think if you're going to complain about what you're living in and maybe you don't have like the chance to prove, you better work your – I don't care if you have to go get your do- job at McDonald's and work your way up in that system. You have mm-hmm. to do whatever you have to do. Work your four to, or five to six jobs you have to do everything you can to become the best you mm-hmm. yeah i think i think that's a that's that's a terrible question to ask because now you're sort of you're having to compare two situations that probably aren't the same you know yeah um and, and i think they're they're basically asking you like basically they're basically telling you if you don't give them money then therefore you're you're like yeah i mean you're lesser of a human because of that and i think you're more like the homeless person is far better off if you one buy them a meal rather than just give them money but also to like maybe sit down like help them get to a place where they can be successful on their own rather than getting free handouts because that's that's always the better option and to be honest that lady pulled me and my friend aside separately and she she was uh really smart with what she was doing and she called us sociopaths wow. and that no one likes us. And I looked at her and I said, that's really funny. I legit said that to her. And I was like, let me just tell you right now, I'm going to be making triple what you're making in your whole life. I said that to her and she was like, yeah, have fun with that. Like not, not helping other people and being a dick. And I was like, see, this is where we go two different ways. Like the way I look at life is like, I'm on this mission to like, crush the whole universe like it's my world that everyone else is living in yeah um yeah but also at the same time uh it's it's really not only about the check too because some people might um yeah uh, feel really good when they they can give back to you know the community and they'd rather not you know have that fancy car or whatever because it makes them feel better to um give back yeah, I, I don't others. think that success is measured in like monetary values either. You know, mm-hmm. like take take someone who who might be like the CEO of of like a huge corporation, right? But they're like, you know, depressed all the time, and they don't have a family, and they're lonely, and all this stuff. Whereas someone who's making probably like eighty thousand a year or less, maybe sixty thousand a year, and they have you know a wife, three kids, and they're happy. You know, and I think yeah. that's far more successful than just someone who's just rich. You know, and I, I think, think with I you, think... that's di- like obviously you seem to have like a pretty tight knit group of people in your life, and that is far more successful than a lot of people. That, that yeah, I, I mean, I think I think love and money are two different things. Like, you have to love yourself, love what you're doing, to be happy with making money. And like, mm-hmm. money definitely like I've experienced this because I was making money and I was broken and. I was using money to buy happiness. Like I was buying dumb stuff, like a Louis Vuitton bracelet was like the dumbest thing I've ever bought for 300 bucks. Like who does that? Yeah. And I mean, I'm one of those kids where I love spending money and I love earning money. Like I love to see that stuff, but like, I would rather, (laughs) I would rather be piss broke and have the best family in the world. Like I do and be happy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's like 
whatever brings you true happiness. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, that's what it comes down to. And I don't yeah. think money does that for most people. I mean, even if I they think... tell you that they want money, most people really don't because eventually money runs out and or well, money more you problems. want more. <laughs> or I mean, you yeah. want more, you know? Like enough is never enough. And I think one of those things is like, I'm really good at balancing what I'm doing. Mm. Like for me, I balance uh, Christianity, my family, school, baseball, social media, friends, like all that stuff. And I think it's really one of those things. Now that I look at it, it's like how am I'm gonna how am I gonna change the perspective of myself and others to be like, oh damn, like look at that. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think with like the whole like money and everything though, it also comes with like balancing your social life and your, how you're going to protect yourself from the real world. Mm-hmm. And like, I think my parents have done a great job of that growing up in a nicer community of mostly like, I could tell you like on my street, there was probably like one Mexican kid. And I was all like, I grew up in a really like sad world because I didn't get to see the real world. So mm. Wow, when you, that's true. When you see it now, it's like, how can money buy you happiness? Um, and everything from there. And I think it's one of those things we just got to learn about more about ourselves. Because what happens when the earth really is done? Where are we going to go? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, they don't care to ask that question and it's interesting to yeah. me i mean i've talked to chase about this before like there are so many people out there who are like don't they don't like have any sort of um faith or belief in anything even if it's like not atheist like they they just yeah. don't care and yeah, i'm, like, I, I, I'm really... thinking in my head like like doesn't that matter to you like a little bit like i mean this is such a small percentage of your time like what what about eternity like what does that look like for you I mean, for me, I definitely have lost faith in what I believe in sometimes. And I think really what they struggle with is how does someone do that to their family if they've done something wrong? Mm. And I've talked to this person who lost their dad three years ago. And their point to me was, why is God real if he did this to my father? Like, yeah, yeah. I think what a lot of Christians don't realize is, people hurt a lot more than it seems and it's different ways of coping with it for sure. Definitely. Um, and, and I think that a lot of times people will find religion and hurt, you know, so you'll see the opposite where it's like people are hurting something bad happened and they'll look to religion or to some external faith to, yeah. because it gives them something to believe in. Right. When it feels like there's nothing else to believe in, like it, it gives you some hope. And that's what, yeah. you know, any religion is, is I think, intended to do. I think the one thing I'm so grateful for in balancing this world is small groups. Definitely. You talk yeah. about your deepest secrets and you talk about it with your closest boys. And, like, my closest friend we all know is Christian Larson. Like, mm-hmm. that's my homie. And when I talk to him, it's not like talking to just a regular person. It's like talking to someone who's like, taking it all in and then giving you the best of advice, best of his words. And for sure, I mean, we all, we all have that struggle. And for me and him, it comes from, we got really close from addiction. Like we're really, 
we really struggled with it. So we got off of it. We did our best. We are doing our best. We work with it every day. Mm. And I think that's one of the problems is in society, it's so acceptable to vape and it's so acceptable to smoke and drink. But when is it acceptable to be like, I need to stop this and get my crap together? For sure. That's a great uh, point. point. For sure. Um, Hayden, so how do you like balance your your faith and sort of what you believe in with your online presence because obviously like that can be super challenging when when that's really frowned upon i mean for me i think christianity is something that i believe in fully with my whole heart so i mean i'm very acceptable of knowing that i'm christian and i don't really post it out there you know i kind of keep it Mm. to myself maybe sometimes but in my bio of Instagram, it's he's greater than I. For sure. And now that I'm working with that God the Father brand, I think it's more out there that I'm Christian. And it's such a blessing that I've gotten that opportunity. And I'm super grateful for it because I get to promote God and show people the life that I live in. And it's it might not be the best Christian life, but it might be the best Hayden Shepherd life that I can live through Christ. Do you ever sort of like have you ever like helped someone like because of your presence have you ever helped someone to christianity through that so i have before a couple times but i really my really my whole thing this summer for some reason was to get this one person to christ it didn't work but it was Mm -hmm. the effort i gave it was the fact that I knew God was watching me try to push someone, not push, but guide someone to see what his world was like. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, that's all you can do, right? I mean, you can't force someone I, to believe in anything. No, you can't force. Yeah. I can't be like, go to church. Like you need right. church. You need to do this and that. It's, Hey, listen, God's done this for me. I, I know what you're going through. I I've been through the cancer battle. I've, my family have seen him, but let me show you what God has done for my, us as people. Mm. Totally. And I, I think, you know, that can be a huge, a huge plus on your end, sort of people seeing how, how, you know, God can take just someone from, from, from basically, you know, a, a small town in, in California and, and turn it into, you know, something, right? Like, yeah. Um, so that, that's pretty inspirational too, for a lot of people. I mean, it's crazy to think about too, is like, how did God make me this person like it's crazy to think god's put me here for this reason to Mm. guide people through the things that i make absolutely yeah i agree i don't know what my i think the one thing that like has stood out to me in like my whole lifetime of being a christian is i can sin i can break i can battle but god's no matter what going to be there with me yeah totally for sure and, and, and that, that probably gives you hope too, right? I mean, with everything going on in the world, how crazy everything is, like, yeah, that definitely probably just inspires you. I mean, like, also on the whole Christian thing, I don't think there's such a thing as being the best Christian. Like, I'm, I don't pray every night. I don't, I don't sing holy music every day, but I can praise God in everything that I yeah. do. When I play sure. baseball, I pray before that game. You know, it's like one of those things where I might, I might go to bed and not think about God, but I know he's still going to have my back. I know he's going to be 
the holy father he is. He's going to be the best guy in this world, best human. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and, and how does how does that um how, how does that correlate to other people that you know who are who are not believers? I know you touched on it a little bit with some specific examples, but but um how do you like other people who who are not Christians? How do they view you? I think they view me the same. I think that's one thing that will never change is the way people look at me. Mm. I'm always going to be me. And if, if, sure. if that changes your views, like this whole presidential election, I would love to bring it up because when someone goes, oh, you're a Trump supporter. Oh, you're a Biden supporter. I'm not friends with you. Are you really not friends with that person? Or are you really that insecure about what your like thoughts are? For sure. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. A- I think that's a huge like issue is people like cutting out other people from their lives because of a political preference i mean that's yeah. horrible right like it makes me sick it like yeah. legit are you going to listen to your parents or find out for yourself what's going on mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. not even that but just like you know your whole perception like people's whole perceptions of other people changes when they find out who they support or who they voted for and that's just yep. like that's just not okay you know it's sick it's like legit so sad to me it is for sure I think also on like the whole like social media platform is like some of my friends can't say if they really support Trump or Biden because you'll get comments. Yeah, they don't want the backlash. Mm. Also, they don't want the fact of, oh, I can lose these people now. Mm. And that's what's so sad. It's like you should be able to be like, I freaking love that guy. I support him with this and this and this. Mm. I support this woman for this and this and this. Definitely. No. Not oh you you like Biden I gotta go yeah no I agree yeah I agree completely I mean some of my closest friends are people that I disagree with on that very same front both politically and you know with with religiously like very different but it doesn't matter because that's not why I'm friends with you you know I don't that's not a prerequisite when I when someone wants to be friends with me it's not oh okay well who did you vote for in the last election you know yeah um, I mean I'm pretty strong on what my faith is and my beliefs and my moral compass. Definitely. That's how I grew up with my mom teaching me and my dad teaching me those ways. Mm -hmm. And I've had great influences in my life, such as my brother and my sister. And I'm just grateful that I can speak my truth. For sure. Yeah. That's something that I've, um, you know, really sort of admired about you in your growth these past couple of years, just being able to say like, I am who I am and, at this point, you know, if you don't like it, then there's the door because you're not going to change for other people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely one of those things that's really hard for me because I want people to like me. I don't like being that kid that people are like, Oh, he'll do this dumb stuff. Cause he doesn't care. But mm. it's one of those things. It's like, if you mess with my friends, that's my family. Like for if sure. you yeah. mess with me, you're messing with a hundred other people. Yeah. So it's, you have to learn to adapt and that's what like one thing high school one tip i could give people in high school is don't care what people think what's it going to get you in life right i mean and that goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the of the episode is is um you know people are going to hate you for something you're never going to get unanimous support from everyone and so you're going to have to learn to just be able to decipher between constructive criticism and then this people just hating you this girl who does not like me one bit has this the the daddy the money the everything that like the high school girls want the white jeep 
like you know that kind of life for sure and mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I laugh at it because you're so obsessed with the fact of everyone liking you that you have to bully a kid who doesn't care. Definitely. Yeah, that's big. And that, yeah, I mean, maybe a lot of times it could just be people are jealous that that you're able to live a life where those type of monetary things are not your priority. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's, I'll say this truthfully because I think this podcast is one of the best that's going to happen in this whole community. So, yes, sir. thank you, appreciate that. Uh, Shout out ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think from the way I learned not to give people the time of day is because when someone breaks you into pieces, you don't find yourself. Mm. You don't feel anything anymore. You feel. Like, oh, no one likes me because this one person dumped me. And it's so sad to see, like, these guys just hurt and these girls just hurt because of the one person. And, I mean, it's high school and we're worried about this? Mm, Like, for sure, we're so toxic in this community of who's going to like me? How can I become homecoming queen and king? Mm. Dear, I hope I never get that title. I would rather be the biggest loser on campus and speak the truth. I would rather have three friends on campus and have a hundred friends somewhere else that I'm only social media friends with. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's like a huge thing that people really struggle with like breaking out of because that's a very, like I said earlier, like that's like an immature thing is to just sort of all the time caring about, what other people think, but it's also very sad because like a lot of people struggle with it. But if you can it's, break out of that, it's so freeing. I mean, like, I think a big problem is the peer pressure. I know one of my friends who struggles with addiction of weed and alcohol, me and him go out for this drive at like three in the morning and we just have the deepest talk. Mm. And you know, it's it's like looking someone in the eyes and just feeling their pain that you just can't stand. So I think what we need to change about our culture also is accepting or not accepting the fact that people feel pain. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's just, um, it's a part of life and, uh, it goes, you know, hand in hand with like being honest and stuff is, is opening up because, um, that's like one of the greatest tools that we have is to communicate with other people and to open up about things that are on our mind. I, I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Because I think it's true. I've never been open about my depression, my anxiety, right? Mm. But it's more stressful hiding it than yeah, opening so, up. For sure. Over time, it really breaks you down. Yeah. It and that's one thing. You. The small groups fact, the church fact of having small groups is the biggest savior in this whole community because I can go there and I know maybe I'm getting a little bit judged, but not enough to be judged to the point where I'm breaking. Definitely. And yeah, that's like at the very least is what I tell people that, you know, are kind of skeptical on going to church or whatever is at the very least you're getting community at the very least you have people who are coming together for a common cause or a common purpose. Like they have a common belief system and it's a community, right? You don't have to, you know, subscribe to, I mean, people that are, you know, atheists or whatever, you don't have to be a Christian to just go and enjoy church because of the community. Right. And I had a, I had a friend, um, a few years back who, who 
walked away from um, the Lord and he's obviously he's since come back. But at, in, during that time, he would still come to church. And I, I asked him why. And he said, he just likes the community because yeah. it's, it's everything, you know? Yeah. It's, it's legit like a saving grace. Like definitely I, I wasn't going to church for the longest time and I, church opened up the small groups opened up right when I really had the worst depression of my life. And I was probably the worst suicide. Like, I, I mean, I thought about it. Like I woke up with no purpose. I woke up hurting and, and when I went to small groups, it's like, I have my boys. I have everyone that I can look at in the eyes and just let them know, like, I need you guys. Mm. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it's all about too. For sure. So, uh, Hayden, um, is there anything else you wanted to cover today? Uh, make sure you use code, all capitals, Hayden S at God, the father apparel. Um, make sure you go follow the social medias, uh, and yeah, plug, plug everything right now. Plug it all. Instagram, <laughs> Hayden Shep 09, Hayden Shep 03. Snapchat is Hayden Shep 9. TikTok is Dizzy Shep. Um, thank you guys for having me on. It's really been a pleasure. Dude, hopefully I can come back. Hopefully I can come back in a couple months and Dude, maybe see so some, pro- some progress in the books. Absolutely. Yeah, we got you, bro. Thank, Dude, thank you, thank you again for coming on. This was a great conversation wish, for sure. Yeah, this was awesome. I wish you guys the best and I can't wait to see where you guys go in the future. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our sponsor. Um, Coast Brand Apparel. Yeah. Uh, Coast Brand Apparel. They have uh, comfortable clothing uh, for everyone to enjoy. They, not, In addition to clothing, they also have stickers. And uh, I mentioned last week, I'm pretty sure they have socks now too. Um, you know, cool fits, uh, simple designs, stylish. Go check them out. Coast Brand Apparel. Yeah, they're they're, they're in the really, show notes. They're really comfortable. I have worn a couple hoodies. They are the best quality. They're better than Champion. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, that's for sure. I'm actually wearing uh, the classic uh, Coast Brand Apparel tee right now. Um, so go ahead and click the link in the show notes to access their online store, and we will link all of Hayden's social media in the store. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This was episode two of the Think Tank. Thanks for listening to the Think Tank. If you like what you heard, subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram using a link in the show notes. Our intro and outro music is recorded by Corbin Finn. See you next time.